Hallelujah. Good evening once again, my beloved dear listeners. I welcome you in the name of Jesus. In this our new broadcast today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glory be to God. Glory be to Jesus. It is always an honor to to have you here. As I promised you last week, that this week we are going to look at a new series. Um, that's going to be wonderful. I believe it's going to bless you. We are going to talk about healing of a wounded soul. Healing of a wounded soul. As we spoke last week is that uh, a man is threefold. He has a spirit. He has a body. And he has a soul. What is a soul? A soul is your intellect, is how you feel, is your emotions. is made out of your thinking abilities. So, the emphasis of this week, of this week is mostly on healing a wounded soul. Your soul can be afflicted and your soul can be healed. What is a soul that is sick? A soul that is sick is a soul that is broken, a heart that is broken, that we normally hear that people are saying, my heart is broken. It means your soul has been inflicted with pain. It has been inflicted with some inner heads. We may not see it physically, but you may see it in your emotion, how you behave, how you behave or how you handle yourself, that you are wounded. So, beloved, this is not a fairly new thing, being afflicted in your soul. We have seen in the book of Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 18, which I'm going to try and read for us. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord, Jesus Christ says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the oppressed or the prisoners. And recovery of sight for the blind. And to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So your soul or your spirit being, your mind being afflicted. 
Jesus Christ is the solution for our oppressed minds or our oppressed soul or our affliction. Jesus Christ was sent to us as a solution when we are troubled by life issues. God knew that in this earth we will be offended and we shall be hurt at times. Hence, part of Jesus Christ's mission was to heal our broken hearts. So when your heart is broken, know that the first and the only person that can heal a broken heart is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. In the book of Psalms, chapter 23, verse 3, the Bible says, He restoreth my soul. He restored my soul, my broken heart, and my offended heart. He is able to restore it. Whatever that can destroy the soul can destroy the body. Sickness of the soul can produce sickness of the body. So if your soul is afflicted and is sick or your heart is broken, it can cause you to be sick even physically. A bitterness or a, a heart that is bitter may result in you having a heart attack or a high blood pressure or a stroke or any unforgiveness can create sicknesses such as cancer and the like at other times. Things like painful memories can affect your mind psychologically. And what is interesting mostly is that even when you are a person with a heart that is you know, people that are jealous or envious about others. This can also result in you behaving in a certain way that might be demonic. For instance, people who practices witchcraft, for instance, a witchcraft is a result of an envious heart, a jealous heart, a person who is not pleased to see others prosper or succeed in life so if you don't check that type of behavior and you don't deal with it it might result in you doing or acting in a certain manner witchcraft is not an issue of just uh, old people flying or not so beautiful people looking suspicious, but also a heart that does not rejoice in other people's success. If left unchecked, it can create a root of witchcraft. So we truly need to be restored in our souls for whatever reasons that we find ourselves afflicted in. So if, if these are not uh, 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 checked and they, they, they are not dealt with, it might have a serious implication on your spirituality and your well-being 
and your walk with God. Our minds, our memories, our emotions, these are things that we need to continually and consistently work on it. Renew them by the word of God and by prayer so that they do not hamper our health and our relationship with God and others. If you have this, surely you need to, you need inner healing to be healed in these painful memories or heads so that your soul can be free. So many people, they suffer from this in their souls. The past memories, the pains inflicted on them by one reason or another. And if these are also left unchecked, they may create a, a scar or a, 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 a limitation in your life. For instance, you might have things like doubting yourself, doubting your future, uh, your faith can be attacked, you know, your faith in God can be weakened and you can be a person that is having just doubt and not having that confidence within yourself. So as a result of many of us through this, we need inner healing to release us from these walls that are created in our hearts and in our minds so that we can move forward. But we need to also take cognizance that this is a process. It is not just an issue of a mind. It is a spiritual issue and it needs to be addressed as such. And this process can only be done by us yielding to God and to the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict us of our sins. Meaning, he, when we convict, he empowers us. He does not punish, he does not judge. He empowers us to do the right things. So when we are in convicted, it means we need to check ourselves and repent. Amen. So this is one of the reasons we cannot heal ourselves only in our physical bodies. We need to also be healed emotionally and address those root causes that are affecting us in our souls. The pain in the body due to medical remedy may disappear, but the emotions may still be there. You know, a happy person or a happy heart is a healing, is a remedy on its own. The pain in the body due to medical remedy disappears when you take some form of aspirin or some form of medical treatment, but spiritually it may still linger in your life 
and it might take you back to that process where you were before you are where we are today. So you need to address the root of the problem. If the spiritual and emotional needs are not met, the problem can resurface again or even more than it was before. I want us to look at uh, the book of Luke chapter 11 verse 24. I'm going to refer you to a, a, a different scriptures because I believe it is not our might, it is not our power. It is by the spirit of the living God. And it is the only truth and the only true way where we can be healed. Uh, Luke chapter 11 verse 24. It says, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it does it goes through amid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself and they go in and live there and find condition of that person is worse than the first. In other words, even if you get an assistance or you get healed, there is a process that you need to undertake spiritually for you to remain in a state of good health both spiritually and emotionally and physically. So you need to be healed as a whole person. So it takes a spiritual process for you to be completely whole because God deals with an inner man, a whole being of a person. We can also look at John chapter 7 verse 38. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. John chapter 7 verse 30. Let's start from verse 37 to 38. It says, On the last and great day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within. So you can only claim your healing when you are in Christ. It is in Christ that we find the rivers of living water. We overflood or overflow with joy, with peace, and with all the health that we need. The rivers of living water, they are where? They are in the word of God. They are in Christ. Now, there are four things that can cause us 
uh, having these sicknesses that I've just been, I mean, uh, this emotional or soul, wounded soul that can cause our souls to be wounded. Number one, your, 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 your authority, someone in authority of your life. For instance, your teacher, your, your, your parents, or someone who once did something to you that is not good, for instance, saying bad ways or unkind ways or anything or curse or whatever anger or that has created some form of resentment in your life. This can create a wounded soul within yourself. And number two, physical abuse you know people or children who are abused physically or human beings or adults that are abusing each other this create wounds that can last a very long time even a lifetime if they are not being addressed the third one is emotional abuse or failure to ascertain our children or validate them or approve them. This affects them in their adult stage. Women and children, for instance, that are suffering from abuse in our nation all over the world, they suffer a lot of loss of self-esteem because someone whom they have trusted with their lives has disappointed them in a way or another. So these things can have a lasting impact in any person's life and can create a danger to a society. Things like alcoholism are the effects of something greater than just that. Women abuse as well. It's, a, it's, 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 it's an effect of something greater, you know, Crime that we see is an effect of something that happened. It's, a, it's, a, it's an effect of a root of something that has taken place in a person's life. So these are some of those abuse that are creating people to have lasting wounds that will manifest itself in those areas. Again, we see seen can also become an, an, an impediment into our wounds. Moral sin and compromise can injure and damage the soul of a person. Let's read in the book of Proverbs 6 verse 32. Glory be to Jesus. Okay, Proverbs 6, verse 32, it says, But a man who commits adultery had no sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. 33 says, Blows and disgrace are his lot, and his shame will never be wiped away. So we can see that moral life or moral sins, they create a lasting impact. Because the Bible says, this disgrace are his lot and his shame will never be wiped away. In other words, it creates a shame, scars that are lasting. 
not only to your image, but also to your personality, to your soul as well. Hating people hate others. Have you ever heard of that? So people who are hate, they hate others. They create other hates. Amen. So we need to work on it so that we can be free and live a life that we have been given in this earth to live and enjoy. In every society, we will begin to reap the consequences of those sinful seeds as seen in other broken families, uh, things like uh, sexual diseases, lawlessness, and anarchy. All these are immoral wounds in a person that destroys the soul, the family, and individual. These pains, they need us to deal with because God does not condemn. God forgives and God is love. Only when we yield and we acknowledge that we are wounded, we need help, we are at pain, we are offended, whatever the case might be. When you acknowledge before God, the Bible says, confess your sins to one another. Even when you confess your sins before God, he is able and just to forgive and he forgive you forever. He knows the pains that we suffer. If you follow our earthly desires of the flesh, we will reap the consequences. But today he's giving us a choice. He says, choose life or death. But if you choose life, you'll have eternal peace and everlasting joy and restored life. He promised us those who obey him. In John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the mandate of Christ is only to save us. He is willing even today. As I stand here, is an opportunity for you to yield to him. He says, we are blessed when we choose God as a nation, as individual, as families. In conclusion, I want to say, what do you do when you want to be restored from a wounded soul? Number one, confess and be forgiven. Confession doesn't necessarily mean you are wrong. And forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean you are wrong. You don't have to be right to, for, to be wrong, to be forgiven or to forgive. You do it because it is a command from God. You do it because you want to obey God. You do it because you want to be healed. You do it because you also want to move on with your life. So it works for you more than the other party. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is able and just to forgive us. Because if you don't want to forgive, Christ won't forgive you your own sin. That's as simple as that. He says as far as the east is from the north, he has forgiven us all our sins. All we need to do is just to come boldly before the throne of grace and receive mercy. Say, Lord, I want you to forgive me. 
I want you to restore my life. I want you to change me. I want you to live right. And I want to start again. At that moment, you don't know what you have done to your soul. You have released yourself. You have delivered yourself. And when you pray that confession, you forgive everyone who has offended you. And you also confess your own sin, your own uh, uh, portion, role that you have played. You also communicate with God. Remember, he knows. He just wants you to open up to him, to release yourself from that anger and pain. According to the book of Psalms 23, verse 3, it says, Ask of him, he will restore you, spirit, soul, and body, by his blood. He will cleanse you. Revelations 11, verse 7, it says, By the blood of Jesus Christ, we are victorious. Amen. And in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Ask of him to renew your mind. So once you are forgiven and you are restored, renew your mind. Don't live in the past. Don't think about the past. Move forward. Every time the devil reminds you, tell him your future is always bright. And the blood of Jesus Christ, according to Revelation 1, verse 7, it has hidden all your sins. You are a brand new person. You don't have to stay in bondage of what is happening or what has happened. You move forward because God is always evolving. So he is not in the past. He is in the future. You focus on the future. The Bible says whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is good, virtue, whatever it is pure, think of these things. So today, choose to think only things that are positive, building, restoring, and things that are taking you. Paul says, I forget what is behind. I look up to the future. I look up to Jesus, the author, the finisher of my faith. Amen. You think all of those godly patterns. And you confess the word of God every time the enemy wants to remind you of what you have done and didn't do yesterday. You confess the word of God. You speak back at the enemy. You respond through the word and you cancel whatever that mind of the enemy is saying. Amen. So, beloved, I'm going to stop right here. I believe you have been blessed by this uh, podcast because it is the will of God for us to be healthy, both not physically only, but also emotionally, and to be restored in our, in our souls so that we can be fruitful in our walk with him and enjoy the life he has given us. Dear listeners, my family and friends, we have come to the end of this podcast today. You can also watch us on, uh, this message is also on few of the, of the uh, platforms, your Google Podcast, your Breaker, your Anchor, your Copy RSS, 
Spotify. You can go to Instagram and our Facebook. The God Life Podcast is there. Thank you very much. And I hope that you are truly blessed and you will take this message to another level. Thank you for listening and remain inspired and remain strengthened in these difficult times that we are living in. My name is Hilda Nibepiri. I want you to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Join us even next week. Keep on listening and share this message to the rest of your families, your friends and your loved ones. Log on to those different platforms so that we can remain blessed. Let me pray for you before we leave. But first of all, I want you to open your heart and ask God to forgive and wash you with the blood of Jesus and cleanse you and make me whole and start a new chapter in your life. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Healing Jesus, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee, the balm in Gilead, the rose of Sharon, the rock of ages. John 10, 10, the Bible says you are Lord, you come that you should have life and have it more abundantly. It is your will for us, Lord, to live an abundant life, both, both spirit, soul, and body. In 1 John chapter 3, the Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all that you may prosper in good health as your soul prospers. Father, we thank you that this evening you are making a new chapter with your people, my dear listeners right now, who are coming to you to heal them and remove whatever has been standing on their path with your relationship, their relationship with you and their wounds and their souls. Heal them by the precious blood of Jesus. Sanctify them. Make them whole again. Forgive them of their sins. Restore them. And take them to that path you've already ordained for them before the creation of this earth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless them. I bless them with the Holy Ghost. I bless them with peace. I bless them with joy. I bless them with the love of God. And I thank you, Lord, for you are doing a great thing in their lives. In the name of Jesus, I seal all this in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Stay blessed. Amen.